Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Supporting Family Caregivers of Older Adults Through Times of Stress and Isolation. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on April 30th, 2020. In this podcast, Dr. Aaron Amory Terbusio, an Associate Professor of Geriatric and Rehabilitation Psychology and Geriatric Medicine and Co-Director of the Center for Excellence in Aging at Rush University Medical Center, discusses caregiver mental and emotional health during times of stress and isolation and describes interventions and resources for caregivers and their families. So Kathy uh, talked about the multiple tasks of caregiving, uh, the responsibilities for medical and cognitive issues as well as behavioral issues. And um, not only may, may caregivers be dealing with these issues of their care recipients, but caregivers themselves, given that many of them are older adults themselves, are also dealing with their own medical illness, their own potential cognitive decline, their own anxiety and depression. And then when we put that in the context of potential economic security and multiple social stressors, so we also have a number of caregivers who are in what we call the sandwich generation or taking care of children and taking care of their uh, older adult parent. So a wide variety of different kinds of stressors that make the complexity of caregiving potentially incredibly overwhelming. Next slide, please. So as we think about the sources of stress, not only uh, are we talking about sort of that medical complexity, but in interpersonally, that lack of control and predictability. So um, with the disease progression, whether it is something like Parkinson's disease or Alzheimer's disease, there may be unusual or unpredictable behaviors, mood swings, wandering, paranoia. And particularly when routines are upset, um, it can feel like there's just no control and no predictability. So that can be incredibly stressful. Um, even on a good day for an individual with uh, some of these progressive diseases, um, it, it might be incredibly challenging to uh, manage behaviors that, that one can't predict. And also as part of the role of caregiver, uh, many folks lose support. So if they were uh, out in the working world and um, had given up their job perhaps to become a caregiver, and or are spending a fair amount of time in that caregiving role, um, there isn't time often to connect with social supports that may have been in place prior to taking on that caregiving role. And because many do give up things like jobs and income, um, that economic insecurity can be a significant uh, stressor. So as the disease and aging progress, new symptoms might emerge. So it's possible someone is taking care of an individual with cancer um, and uh, that as aging continues and as the disease continues, as new symptoms emerge, there's an idea that, um, that things are getting worse over time. And with that feeling of I don't know what I can do to manage this next obstacle as it comes, there can be these intense feelings of helplessness. I don't know what to do. I don't have the resources to manage all of these things that are coming up. Next slide, please. So particularly um, during COVID, all of these things may be exacerbated. So the, the elements that I just discussed are caregiving um, in normal times 
now, the lack of control and predictability with virus spread, with communities closed, with questions, all of us are experiencing this level of uncertainty in our environment. And whether it's safe to go out into the community, whether it's safe to take their care recipient to a, an in-person health appointment, um, particularly right now as health systems are beginning to open back up in certain uh, regions of the country, what does that mean? And how do I manage all of that? Um, this loss of social support is particularly intense right now um, with social isolation just due to physical distancing and to shelter in place. I would emphasize here um, that it would be helpful to talk about physical distancing rather than social distancing. It's really unfortunate that our, um, the, the nomenclature around this has talked about social distancing because that gives the impression that we should be distancing socially when in fact we should be distancing physically and connecting socially. But that's a strain for caregivers who may not have even normal supports where folks might be coming into the home, where home health aides may be coming into the home, but perhaps they're afraid that that might not be a good idea right now. Who knows what might happen if, if a home health aide might come in. So there's a lot of fear around that for a lot of um, older adults and, and for caregivers. And the perception of things getting worse. Any of us who read a newspaper, there's a lot of doom and gloom. And there's a lot of doom and gloom about what's going to happen with the virus. Might there be another surge? What's happening to our economy? Um, will we ever recover? And so caregivers who may be struggling with joblessness now may have even larger fears about what's, what this is going to mean as we move through uh, the time of the pandemic. And further, Feelings of not having what it takes to meet the next obstacle, my goodness, that helplessness is overwhelming. And what happens if the caregiver gets sick and can't provide care? Or if I don't have correct PPE or if my home health provider who comes to the home doesn't have PPE, now what? If I don't have the, what I need to manage these stressors, um, I may become incredibly overwhelmed. Next slide, please. So as we think about um, this social isolation, caregiving in and of itself doesn't really allow for a lot of personal space. So very often caregivers are sharing a home with their care recipient um, and uh, so don't have a private space. And as we are all encouraged to stay inside the home, there isn't really much of a break from that. Um, and as work and community roles decrease outside the home, um, there is that uh, added, uh, added social isolation. And of course, the, the shelter in place. So that loneliness, um, even during regular times among caregivers, um, is associated with powerlessness, helplessness, sole responsibility, and leading to depression. So, and that's outside of COVID. And as Kathy mentioned, we're, we're starting to do more research and understand the impact of COVID. Um, and how we get a sense of what this means now. My guess is that it will be that much more exacerbated during COVID. Next slide, please. So as caregivers' lives, um, next slide, please. As caregivers' lives are changing when they become caregivers, um, I'm not sure if there's a slide lag or if that's just on my end. Um, for caregivers, for some, becoming a caregiver is a welcome role change. And 
some might experience that as, a, as an opportunity to care for a loved one, which is wonderful. Some might also experience grief as they give up aspects of their lives to become caregivers. I mentioned the idea of giving up jobs. They may be giving up finances and giving up hobbies. And during the COVID, uh, we've gone one too far, during the COVID pandemic, um, even more individuals are taking on caregiving roles. And people are already in caregiving roles might be taking on additional responsibilities. So this may bring up additional feelings, including grief. And given the number of people who are dying with COVID, some may even lose the person that they're caring for during COVID. And because we're not able to attend funerals in the way that we normally would, um, that sense of closure may not, people may not have that opportunity for a sense of closure. Next slide, please. So as we, um, uh, as we think about then what do we do with this? Well, assessing caregiver mental health is critical in this time. And whether you're working for a health plan, whether you're a social worker in the community, um, utilizing uh, freely available like anxiety tools and depression tools. So there may be a lot of what ifs in managing anxiety. What if my loved one gets sick? What if I get sick? What if, what if? Anxiety tends to live in the future and thinking about what might in the future. So that experience then might be things like worry, tightness of the chest, shortness of breath, cold hands and feet, which if we're not careful can send folks to the emergency room. And so being able to assess that and provide resources in the home is critical. Depression tends to live in the past, what I would have, could have, or should have done. And so people who are experiencing symptoms of depression may be kind of stuck in the past um, and may experience sad or flat mood. Um, loss of interest, change in appetite, excess guilt, low energy, poor concentration, all of that leads to an inability to be an effective caregiver. One could use the Patient Health Questionnaire 9, which is free online. I believe we have these resources attached as well. Um, additionally, grief, asking about losses, asking the, um, what kinds of losses the, care, uh, the caregiver may have been experiencing, um, asking about social connect connection, job and death. Um, and so for all of the folks who are listening to this webinar, please do assess and please do provide referrals. Next slide, please. Some interventions that you may be able to offer during the time, um, just being at home, creating as much routine as possible. Humans are creatures of habit and the degree to which we can maintain a routine is actually really helpful for almost all of us getting physical activity, healthy food, sleep, uh, limiting alcohol, um, all of those kind of routine things that we can reinforce in the home. Connecting to others as much as possible, um, friends and, and family, Kathy mentioned um, video platforms to the degree possible, support groups, there are some wonderful opportunities um, online. Um, there are some fantastic skill building uh, tools offered by Family Caregiver Alliance, Kathy provided a lot of those tools. And referring for psychotherapy. This is an unprecedented time where telehealth is available. CMS is reimbursing for video visits and for telephone visits. As a psychologist who provides services to older adults and to individuals through primary care and to caregivers, um, I've been doing quite a few telehealth visits and they are incredibly helpful. Um, it's been wonderful to, to see some of my patients in their homes and to meet some of their family members in the home. Um, so it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to provide those services and I am very hopeful that these services will continue to be reimbursed um, as 
good for them, um, particularly for caregivers who are homebound, uh, are, um, uh, are, the, the need continues. So um, in the next slide, one example that you may be able to share with caregivers, um, Russ Harris created Face COVID um, as a mnemonic for us. Face, focus on what is in your control. Caregivers often have so many things they can't control, as do the rest of us. Identify what's in your control, and that one thing is our own behavior. We can control our own behavior, our own choices. Focus on that. Acknowledging your thoughts and feelings. If we just deny them, they're likely to come out in ways that we least expect and least want them to. And for caregivers, that may mean not providing the level of care that they would want to. So acknowledging those thoughts and feelings. Coming back into your body, taking a deep breath, back into the present moment. Again, that anxiety that takes us forward and the depression that takes us back. back. Come back into the present moment right here, right now. Take a breath and engage in the task at hand. Right in front of you, engage in what you're doing. For people who want to learn more about this, Russ Harris has created a fantastic five-minute video, um, and there's a link in the slides, that talk about committed action and opening up, identifying your own values, the resources you have, and of course in COVID, disinfecting and physical distancing, not social distancing. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare and Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes a full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated and coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about the current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.